Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Wonderful. It is Sarah. And have you ever had a toxic person encounter like an argument and they just like they like put hooks in you, right? So they're, you're trying to communicate with them and it just turns into blame and just gets really personal and really offensive and they make you feel like a horrible person and they push all your most sensitive buttons. They are doing it on purpose. And uh, in the great book that I have been rereading, Biff, um, Quick Responses to High Conflict People, uh, this is by Bill Eddy, and he refers to toxic people as uh, high conflict personalities. And I really love this language because one of the things we talk with my Wondrous Woman about is if you you try to get help from people and try to explain your situation and you say, oh, I'm with a narcissist. I think he's a sociopath. That seems so extreme in most cases that it's really hard to even grasp like a narcissist. What does that even mean? A sociopath? Are you kidding? And he doesn't like kill cats in your yard, does he? Right? So it really helps to use the term high conflict personality. And within high conflict personality types, they like to hook you into arguments. They want to spew blame. So we want to avoid the hook of getting hooked into that conversation because it really is. I want you to imagine like Captain Hook, right? And so when they're throwing those jabs, it's like a fish hook and they reel you in and they throw it again and reel you in and they throw it again and reel you in. And this is a game for them. They want to keep you engaged in the conversation and they want to get you at a place that you you take on the blame for that situation where it's all your fault. And what I see is so many fabulous women try, and this week it has been the theme uh, that I have seen like uh, with the Wondrous Women, with people in the Finding Love and Success group, with a couple of personal friends, and they tried to prove their point with data. And I want to say very clearly, data is not the problem. The high conflict person Their personality is the problem. The toxic person's personality is the problem, not the conversation, not what you did, not the way you responded, not the lack of data, not the way you explained everything. That is not the problem. The problem is they want to hook you in, keep you very emotionally charged and engaged, And make you feel bad and make you feel like it was all your fault. And if you apologize, even for any piece of it, sometimes it's like, oh, look, see, it's all your fault. You even admitted it. You even admitted it. Okay. So how do you respond? What do you do? And I want to be very clear to say, what is the goal of the conversation? Okay. What is the goal of the conversation? Because the conversation cannot be change the toxic person's mind. And that's what people want to talk about, right? It's like, okay, well, how do I get them to change their mind? How do I get them to hear me? And Sandra Brown made a great point. She said, how do you turn brown eyes blue? This is who they are. 
This is their brain structure. So how could you possibly turn brown eyes blue because you had the right communication skills, the right therapist? the right situation, right? You're not going to turn brown eyes blue, but what you can do is avoid the hook. Okay. Avoid the hook. And after a toxic relationship, right? And people have told you you were a doormat. You probably have this idea in your head that the best way to stand up to a toxic person is to stand up to a toxic person. But I want to make very clear, there is a difference in fighting to fight and fighting to win. And fighting to fight is going head to head, emotionally engaging. Well, he said this and how dare you? Don't you even know? And I'm sending you back this data and I'm sending you this and I'm sending you this. And that probably feels really good and strong for about 20 seconds, maybe 20 minutes. And then the fear sets it again. And then you're like, oh my gosh. Oh, it's going to be even worse when it comes back. And it is going to be worse when it comes back. And somebody just said, do they do it because they're scared and freaking out and don't know better? No, they know better. They know better. And here's how you know. Okay. Because I don't know um, the person who's asking. I, I don't know everything about her situation. So I say, do they know who they do it in front of? Would they rip you apart and degrade you and spit in your face and make you feel horrible in front of somebody they were trying to impress. Because if they act the same in every situation, maybe they don't know better. If they act the same in or different in private and public, then they know what they're doing because they know who they can do it in front of. Okay, but when you get to that place and they're trying to hook you in and they're trying to this and you are fighting to fight and you think I'm going to stand up for myself and like you can't talk to me that way or even try to parent them and say, okay, no, you're doing this and you're doing this. and You should be saying this and don't you know better about this and you should be this, right? It's going, then they're going to hook again, then you're going to hook again, then they're going to hook again, and it just becomes a fight. And on the outside looking in, if it's friends and family or a judge or somebody else, it's like, it seems like there are two high-conflict personalities. Not one high-conflict personality, but it seems if you throw it back at them, it seems like there are two high-conflict personalities rather than one. But your brain wants to keep you safe, and it is extremely hard. Most of what this book is about is how difficult it is When somebody throws something at you and they throw blame at you and they criticize you and try to personally humiliate you and make you feel awful, how hard it is to take the higher road. And because you shouldn't have to take the higher road, they shouldn't say what they're saying. But I want you to hear me when I say the phrase, do you want to fight to fight or fight to win? Because There is, if you just keep letting them hook you, you're going to end up scarred and bloody. If you keep letting them hook you, you are going to end up scarred and bloody. Okay, so what do you do instead? And um, I want, you're going to have to reset your nervous system, right? Because if you were not emotionally engaged and I said, hey, send a reasonable response to, you know, 
an internet troll or something like that. You'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, no big deal. But it's like, oh, this is the father of my children. This is my mother. This is whoever. Then it's a lot harder to have a emotionally unattached response. Okay. So the first thing we have to do is reset our nervous system and detach from the situation before we make a response. And this is going to seem silly, but we're talking about resetting your nervous system. And if you are just like angry and hurt and terrified and scared, then we need to address that before we can get into our logical brain of responding well. Okay. So I made up a little rap today as I was uh, reading Bill Eddy. This is not in his book. This is all all Sarah K. Ramsey. Okay, but um, we're going to be like, you're so lame. You're just looking. Or I'm not lame. You're just looking to blame. That's it. I'm not lame. You're just looking to blame. I'm not lame. You're just looking to blame. And I just want you to like seeing that in your head. Like you get an email. They're trying to destroy you. You get an angry text. Like, how dare you this? I'm appalled that you do this. How dare you? You should be doing this. Okay. And you just say, I'm... I'm not lame. You're just looking to blame. Because the problem is not whatever they're saying the problem is. The problem is their personality. It's not what you did. And how many of you have been in relationships where it's like you make chicken one night for dinner and that was the wrong thing. And the next night you make steak and that's the wrong thing. And some days you're in trouble for the sky being blue. And some days you're in trouble for because you didn't say the sky was pink. It's like no matter what you do, it's never good enough. It's never the right thing. And there's a great phrase and it says, no matter if someone is determined to trip you, it doesn't matter where you step. So you probably feel like you're going crazy. Like one day you try to be this and one day you try to use a happy voice and one day you try to be nice and one day you try to stand up for yourself and one day you try to that. And it seems like it never works. If someone is determined to trip you, it doesn't matter where you you step. So it's not about having the exact right words to say because they're going to pull the flip on you no matter what. They're going to make it your fault no matter what, no matter what you say. And there was a situation with um, somebody and I said, you know, if I think if you went to your toxic person and you said, I'm giving you, I won the lottery, I'm giving you $8 million, they would say like, you think you're too good for me? He's why are you trying to do, you think I'm a charity? Like they, you would get in trouble for that. Like some, I mean, some, some people will, they will be mad at you for anything. So you trying to figure out what you can say. So they're going to accept responsibility or look in the mirror or change or have a completely different personality is a really bad problem to solve. Okay. So I want you to work on resetting your nervous system. I'm not lame. You're just looking to blame. 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 Mm. I'm not lame. You're just looking to blame. Right? If you get in your head and you were so angry and you were so mad and you were so upset and then you do something, it's almost like we go back to being kids, right? And uh, whatever like hits the reset button on our nervous system at that point is a good idea. I'm not lame. You're just looking to blame. You tell yourself the truth about the situation and calm yourself down. Try to get your brain out of that fight, flight, 
Okay, I'm gonna stand up to him. I'm gonna tell him how dare he said that to me. I'm gonna, you know, you write this. It's like, <laughs> you know, you've written all these paragraphs, and it's like, okay, now I'm gonna show him. Has it ever worked? Have you ever written all those paragraphs or said all those things? And they were like, oh, you got me. You got me. You're right. Oh, yeah, I really was a jerk. They don't do that. So don't keep doing it. If it doesn't work, stop doing it. Reset your nervous system. I'm not lame. You're just looking to blame. I'm not lame. You're just looking to blame. I know it is silly. That's the point. Because it is so drastically different than whatever you are feeling in that moment, which is anger and fear. Okay. And uh, Eddie, uh, Bill Eddie's book is great. Uh, it is talking about keeping it brief, informative, friendly, and firm. That's what Biff is. Brief, that means as few words as possible. Informative, that means you are in the business of communicating, not, well, there, there should be no feeling words when you respond. You can write it, keep it in one paragraph after you've reset your nervous system. Hello, this is what is going to happen. Thank you. Do not get in the hook. Do not think I'm going to prove myself, have the final word, say, you may not need to respond at all, but if you do have to respond, say, okay, well, I'll get the kids at Thursday at three. Okay. I won't be at family Christmas this year. Okay. It doesn't seem like that's going to work out. So let's just find other people to hang out with on Thursday. You just say what you're going to do, not what they should be doing. Because if you start trying to parent them, it's never going to go well. Not defending yourself, not over explaining, not begging for their apology, not addressing, you know, um, every point that they made against your character, not saying you're horrible. Okay. You're just trying to remove the hook. You're fine. I know at the time it doesn't feel as satisfying as hooking them back. Ask yourself, has it ever worked? When you start throwing punches of data back, trying to prove your point, tell them what they should be doing, tell them who they are, sending them research on narcissism, whatever you tried, has it ever worked? Have you ever been able to be so smart or eloquent or whatever that they changed personalities? It's not a communication problem. It's not a data problem. It's a personality problem. And good communication skills are not going to change their personality. But resetting your nervous system. I'm not lame. You're just looking to blame. I'm not lame. You're just looking to blame. If you have to sing that in your head for an hour before you respond, then see how few words you can use. Hi, Blake. Thanks for your response. As things stand, I'm not going to be able to do that deal with you anymore. Have a great weekend. Boundary. Boom. What you're going to do. 
boom. It's about you and what how you need to respond without the hook. No emotion words. And and one of the big thing in the Wonder Swimming group recently, a lady and she was like, oh, but we think because we see from our own perspective, which is kindness. That it's like, oh, if you see my vulnerabilities, if you see that I'm trying, if you see that I love you, if you see that I'm needy, if you see that I'm vulnerable, if you see that this, you'll be nice to me. Has it ever worked? Has it ever worked? We wish it would work really, really, really bad. But um, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting to get different results. So when they throw the hook in you, I'm not lame. You're just looking to blame. I'm not lame. You're just looking to blame. Okay. And then maybe even use your hand. Five, you know, five fingers, five sentences. Thanks for getting back to me, which will be hard because you want to say, I really hope that, you know, a spider comes and bites you in your sleep, right? That's really what you want to say. Um, But, you know, thanks for your information. I'm not going to be able to do that on Tuesday, but I will be able to uh, have the kids there by four o'clock on Wednesday. Have a great weekend. The end. The end. And do you see how you win? Because they will be furious. They could not hook you. But you're not fighting. And someone from the outside looking in is like, it immediately makes them look more jerky. Because it's like, whoa, they just spewed all this. And they just spewed the blame. And they just this. And she just said, "Mm, that's not going to work for me. But I can do this instead. Okay. Um, Bill Eddy's stuff is great. Brief, informative, friendly, and firm. Um, My addition to that would be trying to solve the problem, trying to solve some type of problem. Okay. Inform them of how you can solve the problem. Now, if they're trying to just blame everything and make you like a horrible person, it's like, okay, well, obviously, if you think I'm that horrible, then we shouldn't be together. Problem solved. Cut it off, and you see, you will see how quickly they scramble because they're looking for the emotional hook. And if you don't give it to them, you instantly have the power in the situation. Not the power to get them to change, not the power to get them to accept blame, not the power to do the right thing. That is like hoping you can turn brown eyes blue. And I'm sorry to say that. I know how frustrating it is. I really do. I really, 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 really do. I did not, as a little girl, think this is what I was going to do when I grew up, right? Um, So I assure you, I have a very, very strong understanding of how frustrating it is. I also know the other way doesn't work. And them spewing blame, then you spewing blame, then you trying to tell them what they should be doing, and then you trying to prove your point with data. If it comes to court, save the data and the document documentation. Now, if there was an agreement, you said you already said we were going to meet at four o'clock on Friday. You can send them that back, and then but say thanks for your response. 
I'll meet you 4 o'clock Friday, as we already agreed to on August 23rd. Thanks. See you then. Boom. Done. They vomit blame again. Who has the power in that situation? It doesn't feel, it feels very powerful to like, I'm going to put them in their place. Has it ever worked? Just because we wish it would work doesn't mean that it has worked and it will never work because the problem isn't your data. The problem isn't the communication. The problem is their personality. Hope that helps and I hope you guys have a great night. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live, there's tons of support, and most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.